Hello, 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 and a warm wicka welcome to all of our witches, white lighters, and morlocks out there. My name is Clark. And I'm Victoria. And you're listening to Charmed and Dangerous, a Charmed podcast. My name is Clark. And I'm Victoria? Wait, have we done this before? And you're listening... I feel... I f- and you're listening to Charmed and Dangerous? Charmed podcast? I feel like we've done this before. Maybe. Almost like... Almost like... Deja vu. De- deja vu? <laughs> okay, that was really bad, but... <laughs> we tried! <laughs> We're not actresses. But yes, this is... <laughs> This is episode 22, Deja Vu all over again. And it is the final episode of season one. And that's fucking crazy. Um, First of all, what a nice, lighthearted episode to end season one on. <laughs> I guess you could call it so that. Fun. I definitely didn't have to well, like, brace myself for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Well, do you want to sip into our summary real quick? <clears throat> what accent should I do? Should I do an accent? Mm. Nah. I, I, it <laughs> took a lot of restraint to not immediately go into an accent. Uh, the girls are unwittingly trapped in a time loop formed to ensure their demise. Luckily, Phoebe is particularly in tune with time and the past. Manini. My summaries get more and more vague every single week. That's why we do the podcast. <laughs> to talk about it. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, that's that's generally the that's gist. That's pretty much it. Tempest, Tempest is one of our big bads, and he shows up to help Rodriguez, the IA officer, uh, kill the Charmed Ones. That's that's literally what this entire episode's about. Yeah, that's it's, it. Uh... I'm glad that they, so, spoiler alert, if you, like, uh, watch the episode, please. Um, I really (laughs) like, before we dive in, that they only did the loop, what, was it four times in total? I think it was three. Three. Like, third time's a charm, like, charm Yes, but didn't he, let me, but did... No, cause, cause he grabs the flower and then he grabs the flower aggressively, and then he shoots the claw. True. Okay, so it's three. Yes, <laughs> should have known that. But no, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like that they only did the time loop three times. I like that it wasn't like forty thousand times. Yeah, they didn't overdo the whole concept. Glad they didn't. So let's let's dive right in. Um, so our big bad this week, um, guest appearance from Tempest, who is 
a demon sent from some other mysterious power. It could be the source of all evil. Um, maybe. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> Tommy gets sent because Rodriguez is like, he knows who the Charmed one, the Charmed Ones are. And as per the last episode, we know that he is capable of, like, capital murder. So <laughs> um, he knows who they are, and he's getting hot on their trail. And Tempest is sent to make sure that when he fucks up, he has a chance to fuck up multiple times. Um, Not if he fucks up, when yeah, he fucks when up. Yeah, when he fucks up. Because Tempest, Tempest shows up, and he's just like, dude, we both know that you're going to fuck this up. Like, let's just, let's just get over it. I'm here to help yeah, you, Yeah, Rodriguez is like, I don't need your help. I can take them on. And Tempest is like, you and every other warlock back in hell, buddy. You and everyone. <laughs> Do you know how many HR complaints I've had to file because somebody could take on the Charmed Ones? Like, come on. <laughs> And then we've we've also got some of the more subplots. We've got Piper and her career going on in this episode. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we've got Prue, and then Andy is basically being framed for Rodriguez's partner's death. Yes. Um, and so he's in a lot of trouble, and that's kind of what leads into um, Rodriguez getting into the sister's home and trying to kill yes. them. And to start uh, at the kind of least deadly point, um, Piper is going through some career struggles this episode. Well, I think she's going through her quarter life crisis, which, you know, we've all been there. I'm currently there. (laughs) You haven't even made it to the quarter. Hey, you don't know that. Oh my god. Don't joke about that. Anyways. Is he alive? <laughs> you can't die before me, dude. And I'm gonna live until like 110, so. <laughs> oh god, that sounds exhausting. Hold on. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Piper is like going through this whole thing. She's got a big interview with a TV culinary show. And it just so happens that the showrunner of this show is um, one of her old high school uh, classmates. I don't know why that word was so hard for me. But uh, it's one of her old high school classmates and she's all stinking rich and living the dream and yada, yada, yada. making Piper, yeah. Yeah, making Piper feel like shit. And it, it's talked about later in the episode, but I'm going to go ahead and just talk about it. Um, the most important part of this is, as the deja vu time loops continue, um, Piper is less and less... The first time, she's like, she immediately gets down on herself, and Phoebe has to make her feel better. The second time, she is more inclined to kind of stick up for herself about it and then the third time she basically goes off on Joanne and is like I may not be living you know your life but I'm still living a good life and you're not better than anybody else and you're not better than me and 
your nose job sucks. Um, which like don't come for which, don't come for you can you can come for many things, but don't come for somebody's nose job. <laughs> That's just a little rude. But it it lets Piper see that she is actually at a point in her life where she doesn't want to be overworked and underpaid managing somebody else's restaurant. If she's gonna be overworked and underpaid, she wants to be managing her own restaurant. Which And that's been her dream the whole time is to own her own restaurant. She never wanted to manage anybody. She wanted to be a chef. And she realized that that's not what she was doing. And so now, and this is this kind of a um, cool turning point for for those of us who have seen, you know, more than the first season. um, We know that this is kind of the jumpstart for Piper to start moving forward with her career um, in ways that have yet to be revealed, and I don't want to give away too much, but this is kind of it. This is the incubation point for Piper actually going out and getting her dreams. And it's so great to see that. Um, but we uh, to wrap up that conversation, we do at the end of the episode see that Piper's quitting her job. She's like, nah, fuck this. I'm going to go pursue my dream. And it's a very good moment. Yeah. I like it a lot. I think this episode was like a lot of character development for Piper. Um, even in just the short amount of time that it focused on her. Absolutely. And it's just because it's the last episode of the season um, as well. We can talk about this just lightly. I think it's also cool to see that it shows how far Piper has grown from yes. being literally a witch doormat to mm-hmm. this person who is not only strong enough to stand up to someone, um, even without like intense, <laughs> without being provoked intensely, um, mm-hmm. but also a person who is willing to take action and follow their dreams. And I think that that's really cool. So yay, Piper! And on the note of following dreams and following your heart, um, there's a little, there's a small plot with Prue and Andy that I really want to talk about. And I know Prue and Andy is usually your thing, but I, I have a feeling this like is be good. really truly noticed this today, and I was like, "Ooh, holy shit!" So every time the time loop goes again, obviously the same things more or less happen, except for what Phoebe changes. So Prue and Andy meet up together every time, and when they say their goodbyes, it it escalates in emotion, like, exponentially every single time. So the first time she sees him, it's, you know how much I still care about you. And then they, like, kind of stare at each other, and then they leave. And then the next time they're saying goodbye, she goes, you know how much I still love you. And he gets kind of teary-eyed, and he goes, no, I, I didn't know that. And then the last time that they say goodbye to each other, which is really hard to say. Like, I do like Andy as much as I shit on him. Uh, She just goes, I love you. And he goes, me too. And it's like, it's so interesting because the time loop is supposed to be basically everything is the same. 
nobody knows anything's even happening except for Phoebe, who has her premonitions to help her see through the loop. But somehow, for some reason, it's like every iteration of what was happening was just getting Prue ready to really say what she needed to say to be able to say goodbye to Andy. Yeah. Mm. That's all I've got. No, and I did. I Rewatching it, <laughs> it was really beautiful to see it go from, you know how much I care about you. You know that I still love you. I love you. Just like, yeah. It was really beautifully done. And Prue, the entire time during that sequence, because what happens is Andy gets progressively more aggressively, um, called out by Rodriguez because Rodriguez wants Andy to facilitate a meeting between him and the three sisters and Andy of course goes to Prue Prue also goes to Andy after Phoebe has a premonition of Andy dying so they're both equally interested in meeting up each time that they meet up not only is Andy more shaken up from his meeting with Rodriguez because it goes from, you know, very calm and controlled to, holy shit, I died. I'm going to shake you down, Trudeau. To, you know, and it just continually gets more aggressive and intense. Um, But then you also have Prue on the other side who knows after the first loop when Phoebe figures out that they're in a time loop, Prue is coming with more information and Prue is more nervous each time. So it's like they both understand that they have more to lose. And I love that even though Prue learns each time that she has more to lose, she has to continually have this conversation with Andy of like, you cannot be there. I don't Mm -hmm. care if we get outed as witches. I don't care what happens. You know, some of Prue's worst fears. What I care about is that you live to see another day. And I think that that's really special that she finally admitted it. Like, mm-hmm. I am willing to give up everything if I know that you'll be alive at the end of it. Yeah. And it's it's kind of brutal because this is one of the first times that we see uh, one of Phoebe's premonitions that can't be changed. Yeah. It's more of a warning than um, an opportunity to save. Yeah, because Andy is not an innocent. Um, yeah. Um, and so Prue kind of, she has this near-death experience and she sees Andy and she has to come to terms with I can't save the one, like, I can't put the good of one in front of the good of many, you know? Um, And that's a lesson that we all have to, like, battle with as we, like, come into adulthood and stuff like that. Um, Obviously, the charmed ones more than others. (laughs) Uh, They've got the literal stake of, like, they've got the world at stake. 
Um, yeah, for me, the good but, of one over the good of many is like <laughs> picking out chocolate samples. And for Prue, it's do I let the love of my life tragically die at what? 30? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> spoiler alert, if you're not on the same page as all of us, um, Andy dies. Rip headphone users. Yeah, I'm so sorry. But yes. I'm so sorry. Um, Andy dies. Our poor Andy baby. Back, back He's... to our dulcet tones. Uh, Andy dies. <laughs> he sacrifices himself for the girls because, quick little rundown. Um, so, first of all, as like a side, because I think we've gotten uh, kind of the meat of the Prue and Andy relationship, I personally mm-hmm. absolutely adored that Rodriguez remembered dying in each one. Um, yeah. I think that that is awesome. I love that he came back. And each time you see him, because he's brought back with each time loop, right? He dies. And then each time he is so much more pissed than the last one. <laughs> and it's just like, it's almost like comical. It's great comedic like, relief. Because it's like... Like, he just... He waltzes in at one point and just shoots a clock. Like, that's how pissed he is. Clark mentioned it a little bit before, but it's like... There is this running gag. Like, the first time, he, like, gets a flower and he, like, saunters up to Tempest. And the second time, he's, like, ripping the flower to pieces as he goes up to Tempest. And then the third time, he straight up glocks the clock. (laughs) And Tempest is like... You shouldn't have done that. If you change anything, it could kill you. Guess what? It did. Um, oh, yeah. Because because he lost control of his temper. And the only reason that he was defeated is because Andy was watching him and saw him lose his cool. Yeah, and saw him flash his demon eyes at Kit. <laughs> Poor Kit. Poor Kit. I mean, nothing happened to Kit. Like, Kit's yeah. fine. Of all the people who could have died, Kit is not one of them. The most innocent of them all. I love cats. But <laughs> I I loved that. I love that he continually got more frustrated. Um, and, yeah, Andy made the and- choice to sacrifice himself for the Charmed Ones to protect Prue. Um, also... Just as like a last little knife in the heart point. Mm-hmm. When you look at our earlier episodes when we're discussing Andy, especially before Andy finds out that they're witches, Andy is like a bastard, right? Like he is super angry. <laughs> he's rather toxic. He's very aggressive. And then when he figures out that what is going on is not the love of his life consistently lying to him because she can or because she's involved with something immoral or because she's murdering people when she when he finds out that it's because of a supernatural means and she is actually on the right side his character is allowed to develop into a sweet kind-hearted person which he always was underneath um and that is where that is the Andy that I love. Yeah. All of that to say, I think it's really, really special and really painful 
to know that in this time loop, Andy saw Rodriguez as a demon. He knew he was a demon. Andy put it together before anybody else did. Um, and he went in there, banged open the door, and shot a demon with a gun. Yeah. Just, He's still trying just it. guns blazing. He knew he wouldn't live. I think that's the thing, is Andy knew that he did not have anything that was going to protect him or take care of him. He knew that he was not going to be able to win against a demon. Yeah. That's why he stayed away the first two times. A, well, and he, he promised Prue. He promised Prue. Yeah. But also, you know, he promised Prue, and then he also was like, I know that she knows what she's doing more than I would know what I'm doing in her situation. Yeah. So I'm going to listen. And this time, even with that knowledge, even with the most knowledge that he had in any of the time loops, he still just like ran in because he didn't want Prue to die. Because if he could save her, it's- he would. It's a it's a truly selfless act on Andy's part and and we don't see a whole lot of those in this show because the characters are flawed. They're selfish at times. Um they do what they want to do for themselves because that's what humans do. Um but at the end of the at the end of the day we see Andy was a truly selfless person. Um and I don't think he did it just for Prue. I think he would have done it for anybody to save some time. And he also, so he dies, right? He's He gets got in what we see is a mm-hmm. very painful way because it pisses Rodriguez off enough that at one point he goes, son of a bitch, which <laughs> he said that. And I was like, oh, my Lord, in my good Christian sitcom. <laughs> but... Uh, not only does he die in a probably painful way, in a way that he knew that he was going to die, da 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 he didn't really have time to, like, put a will together. Like, Aww. it wasn't... Andy was prepared to die, but he wasn't prepared for death. Right? Cool. <laughs> he then takes the time... I mean, he doesn't take the time, because he's dead, so he has... You know. I was going to say, he ain't got much you know, to do, yeah, V. Yeah. He's fishing with God. Uh, he puts in the effort, I guess you should say, to be like Prue... I'm dead. I don't think you can do anything about it. You're going to wake your happy ass up. And you're not going to kill Rodriguez. You're going to figure this shit out. And then you are going to let me die so that you can continue because you have more to do. And Prue's like, which is what I would be doing. (laughs) <laughs> she's like on that little swing in heaven and Andy's like I'm so happy I'm here and she's like I don't want to let you die and Andy's like you gotta babe and I just think I love that he comforted her in the afterlife so that she and that they had you know that they did get to have those moments of realizing that they yeah. were still in love with each other and to have that closure so that she could go back and just accept it for the good. For the greater good. They'll be together someday. Someday when she dies, yeah. Someday. Far in the future. In 2046. 
Is that old enough? But yeah, we it, could go twenty fifty six. Twenty. When was <laughs> when is Prue born? Is she seventy seventies? Okay, we could say twenty fifty six. That would be in her eighties. That works just fine, <laughs> right? Yeah, that works perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's far fine. in the future. <laughs> But uh, another another topic that I wanted to touch on in this episode is they kind of hint at the idea of there being some kind of, um, like, ranking hierarchy system in the demon warlock world. <laughs> and they kind of start to insinuate that there is a source. Yeah. They don't say it outright just yet. We haven't, like, really gotten to that whole, the source is our big bad. But they start to hint at it in this episode. And I like that because a lot of shows, when they're ending a season one, will end it with, like, just enough to make it feel like it could have it could end right there and then. Because they never know if they're going to get picked up for a season yeah. two. Um, especially a show like this, like they didn't know that it was going to be as successful as it was. Um, and so I like that they ended this with closure, but also enough of an idea that there could be something in the future that they could build off of. Like they were looking into a future for this show. They weren't ending it like, oh, well, I guess we'll see what happens. Like, you could tell that they were starting, the gears were starting to spin, and they were starting to think about how they could take this further. Absolutely. And I like that. I like that a lot. And I... I do like that the world building, as you said, Clark, is just starting here, but they're setting it up for it to be big, you know? It's a big, mm -hmm. wide, supernatural world. And I so appreciate it. Um, and I appreciate that, like... As we saw with Dinozo <laughs> earlier <laughs> in this season, sometimes there are warlocks, sometimes there are demons, sometimes there are evil entities who are, like living the life they think they have to. Sometimes there are those that fight against their evil instincts, and sometimes there are those that are in the middle. And I really like that in the following seasons, they start to build upon that even more heavily, this idea of just as you can choose to be good, you can choose to be evil, just mm -hmm. as you can be forced into a life of evil, you can also be a forced into a life of good what are the consequences of morality without choice um, and mm -hmm. I just think that it's kind of cool yeah for sure um, is there anything else that you felt needed talking about in this episode Victoria? Um, I think we've covered the majority of it as a last little baby topic I would like to say congratulations to Phoebe Hallowell for being the smartest, bossest bitch this whole episode. Hell like, yeah. She started deducing this shit right away. She's like, uh-uh. She was so... I think that's something that I really like. You know, Prue and Piper both 
they're still struggling a little bit with the whole witch thing. Phoebe was the only one that was like, hell yeah, I'm a witch, immediately. I love that because of that, because she is so in touch with herself for the most part, she was immediately like, you know what? And like, by the third time loop, she knew what was going to happen when it was going to happen. Like, it wasn't like just, oh, this feels like deja vu. Like, she immediately started tapping into that energy so intensely that it was like she was having past premonitions of the entire day without actually having the premonitions. And it's it's crazy because in time loop episodes or whatever series or anything like that, any kind of concept with a time loop, usually it's like this has been going on for like 20 plus times and now they're starting to figure it out because it's just getting so ingrained in their brains. Like she figures it out immediately. Yeah. Somebody leaves like a note. It's like if you've watched The Good Place, you know, sometimes you have to like leave yourself something or da 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 da. I don't want to spoil anything for people who are watching The Good Place. Um, but <laughs> Phoebe immediately gets it. She immediately understands. And then she uses that immediate understanding to mm-hmm. figure it all out and lord it over Rodriguez. Rodriguez is like tied up. And Phoebe's like, oh, your boss? We know him. Oh, this? We know it. Oh, huh? Because she figured it out. Because Phoebe is the unsung genius of charm sometimes. So smart. Just critical thinking skills to the max. So yeah, a big shout out to Phoebe Hallowell. And a big shout out for Phoebe Hallowell for the entirety of the insane exponential growth that she's done this season so yeah that's oh yeah closing for sure well victoria um i only added two personal gain this week um and that's because piper freezes joanne like two or three times she freezes her twice clark i would like you to read we have a little cheat sheet i would like you to read exactly plus two for piper freezing what um, <clears throat> that cunt Thank Joanne. you! <laughs> <laughs> For a total of 34 personal gain points this season. That's a lot. Let's see. Hold on, hold on. I have a calculator nearby. 1.545. Four. Oh damn. I was going to be close. I was going to say 4 or 5. You are very close, darling. That is an average. Uh, wait, am I right? No. Yes. 1.5 You could round up to 1.55 if you really wanted to. 1.55 <laughs> personal gain counts per episode. Is that right? Am I right? Am I doing the math correctly? Yeah, it's something like that. Is yeah, it? for no, sure. No, it's not. Yeah. No, it's right. It's right. No, it's not. 34 divided by 22? Yeah, but that would mean that there's 34 episodes, right? Because... No. 34 personal gains divided by 22 episodes. Okay, fine. Yes, I was right. I thought I was wrong for a second because I was like, there's no way. I was right. We can do basic math. This is... Uh, this is she was right, ladies and gentlemen. She was right. 
Actually, I'm pretty sure it's just ladies. I think I checked our stats and like we perform I, for I the girls and the single... gays. Okay. <laughs> we do it for the girls and the gays. That's it. Uh, if you are not down with that, uh, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> the girls, the gays, and anyone else here, please have fun. <laughs> but yes, one point <laughs> five five total per episode. What was your favorite line? Um. I really like the line because it's like a good comedic relief when Rodriguez uh, shows up at Hallowell Manor for the first time. He like knocks on the door like and rings the doorbell a billion times. And Phoebe goes, he's a little too eager, which means if he doesn't want to kill Prue, he wants to date her. And it's just that typical Phoebe sass that like they could be in the middle of a near death situation, which they literally are. And she'd still be cracking wise wise remarks and i love that about her how about you what was your favorite line or your favorite part personally i really liked so at the end andy dies we all cry he tells prue to like live her life (laughs) and she's like andy is like you're not a murderer and Prue's like, you're right, I'm not. And so she, like, lets Rodriguez go. And he's like, you stupid witch. And then he walks to the door like a fucking idiot. Turns around, okay, and throws a spark ball. Energy ball? I'm calling it a spark ball. <laughs> Dude, she gives you a chance to get out and leave. And you turn around and say, you know what? I think I can kill all three of them. With a sneak attack. I don't know if it was just, like, suicide at that point or what it was. But, of course, Prue... I think it was just... Levitates it in the air and hurls it back at him and he dies. Yeah. I think it was a a mixture of cockiness and anger. stupidity. Like, it was his male ego being like, Ah, I can't be defeated by these three women. Well, Prue fries him like an over-easy egg. And then says, <laughs> we aren't murderers, but we aren't angels either. And I'm like, you are correct about that, ma'am. It's a bad bitch it's moment. It's a bad bitch moment. I also really enjoyed um, <laughs> Rodriguez glocking the clock. Just, <laughs> just really Well, how many episodes has it been since we've seen our dearest Leo? It's been one. Has it really only been Yeah, one? I think so. Because we saw him last episode, right? Did yes, we? we did. I don't think we yes, did. Yes, we did. Because last episode was Daisy. No. Yes, we did. Oh, my God. It feels like it's been so long. <laughs> we did take a week off, and that is my bad. Uh, I want to apologize to everybody listening. Uh, my grandma was in town, so I wanted to hang out with her. <laughs> But, yeah, I guess it's only been one episode since we've seen Leo. That's that's crazy. That's madness. Um, but that also brings us to the end of the last episode of season one. Woo! <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to react to that. Is it sad? Is it happy? Is it a mixture of emotions? I'm going to definitely need, like, some comfort food tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to finish off my pint of Ben and Jerry's. We're good. We're good. 
<laughs> but damn it, um, I love on- Andy. but there's so many other great characters that we're going to be able to get to see and get to know and i'm very excited about that absolutely well well (laughs) (laughs) i think that brings us to the end of our episode victoria where can they interact with you on twitter if they want to you can find us on twitter at charmed underscore podcast where can they find us on facebook clark you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash charmed and dangerous pod. Where can they find us on Instagram? You can find us on Instagram at charmed and dangerous pod. Where can they send us an email for questions, comments, snarky remarks, discussions about themes coming up in different shows? Thank you, Kelly, for your email. Hmm. Yeah, thanks, Kelly. Uh, you can email us at charmed and dangerous pod at gmail.com. Um, I also wanted to throw it out there. I am debating making merch for the show. So if that's something that you're interested in either designing or buying from us, uh, shoot us an email. Let us know what your interest level is. Because I think that'd be really rad to have little, little charmed and dangerous stuff all around the world. We'll take over one fanny pack at a time. Uh, on that note, I think that's all we've got. Uh, have a great rest of your week. We'll see you next week, most likely. Uh, we love you. Stay self- safe, stay healthy. Blessed be. Wear a mask. Blessed be. Blessed be.